And hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of And I'm All Set. I'm really excited because uh, Minnie gave me full permission, full reins to talk about horror movies and and things because it's spooky season and I'm really excited. But I'm pretty sure we'll talk about other things, too, because as I tried uh, doing this literally five seconds ago before I realized that, you know, our voices weren't coming through, uh, I, I we have ADD. And so, you know, we always have a plan. And next thing you know, we're in like, we're trying to get to Rhode Island. And uh, we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Anyways, as usual, we have our fearless leader, Minnie. We have Nizum and we have Keezy. I had to do it just like I did it before. <laughs> Hair hanging out with us tonight. How is everybody? Good. How are good. you? Hi, I was like, yeah, don't hello, everybody baby. say hello all at once. I, I, I was trying to <laughs> no. be polite and actually yeah. be quiet for once no, but, so everyone else could answer first. But that's and then the thing. Nothing. It was like, you're all really polite. So it was just like, it was just like a one big massive after you, after you, but with silence instead. Yeah, pretty much. Speak like this. I speak like this all day. It's like, we, you like my voice? Does it sound Captain Smooth vibes over here? Captain Smooth vibes, but we get so excited like when we talk to each other, and it's just like, <laughs> and poor Nizum. It's <laughs> I will say for the most part, it's usually Nizum. <laughs> He'll be I going feel to so say bad for him all the time. He'll go to say something, and it's either me or Frog or or somebody. We'll just like you know, and I Frog run him over. I can't. I don't understand. What his mouth Well, here's the problem for for the people that don't that don't know, is that myself, Pyro, and Keezy all suffer from well, not really suffer. I don't mind mine all that much, but we all have ADHD. Oh yeah. And Nazum does not, so he is just in the middle of having to deal with the three of us. The chaos bouncing around <laughs> everywhere, in totally different directions all the time because it's completely possible is that the direction that i've bounced off in is not the same one that the other two have so we're just everywhere all the time and the zoom has to try to keep up with all that chaos and so it, Nizu, we love you <laughs> thank you i love you guys too like but you're what though it's there's never a dull moment and whilst sometimes yes i i do struggle a lot to keep up i or get a word in it's, edgewise it's, uh, it's but you know what though it, it's really interesting though because I've learned so much like it's it's something that's never ever crossed my mind like you guys are the first ADHD people I've ever met um, I'm pretty sure my my nephew has ADHD but you know that's a different story completely um, undiagnosed it's not like if there anything if he's anything like us then probably mm, pretty much um, <laughs> now. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't mind it. Like, it, it's eye-opening for sure. Yes, sometimes I get lost in, in the background. But, but I wouldn't change any of this for the world. Like, I, I will accept. I have accepted and embraced your ADHD. You know what? If I did the test now, I'm pretty sure the answers I give will come back and it will claim that I've got ADHD. It rubs off. But I don't have ADHD. <laughs> I don't, honestly. Like, you have secondhand ADHD. Online... <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of tests online, right? Yeah. And they're all like, yes, you have ADHD. I'm like, no, I don't. I do not have ADHD at all. 
-hmm. But hey, what does the internet look like? <laughs> and, and go in with it. <laughs> and here's how bad my ADD is. My ADHD 4K. So as soon as you guys went in and started talking about it, uh, I looked at my monitor real quick to check the the recording, and I could have sworn that there there was still like that plastic sticker stuff around my monitor, my little monitor, not the big one. Like, and I started playing with it, and I disappeared for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> Try like, to peel it, and it and it's there's no sticker. I'm just crazy. Even the so, um, things like my little mini adventures <laughs> and stuff in Fortnite. Yeah. Fuck. So, so, okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm still on the um, at the start of the podcast. Pyro said, um. You're on your way to Albuquerque or to Rhode Island and took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. So I went, I wonder how far away Rhode Island is from me. <laughs> and I pulled it up on Google. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm about eight hours away from Minnie. Yeah, and I'm closer so, to the border here than you are. So approximately 10 hours away from now. Hmm. Um, well, it, it says. Oh, I guess because you could just go through Michigan. Well, it looks like it's fastest to go through New York, but it's like one Upstate one says nine York, hours. Yeah. One says nine hours and eleven minutes, and the other, uh, the other route says ten hours and two minutes. Aha! I was right. So. <laughs> I was yeah. like. I was like a mile away from the Canadian border. Not the summer that just passed, but the summer before that. Or was it the summer before that one? I don't know. Time doesn't mean a thing to me. He's just there like, hey, do you know uh, Zoot and uh, <laughs> Minnie and Keezy? <laughs> like, do you guys know these guys? It would fuck him up even more if someone turned around. I was like, oh, yeah, I know them. It's like, oh. <laughs> One of them does things Xbox with Xbox, people, eh? right? Eh? And you'd be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Dad, the Canadian treasures? <laughs> would, it would fuck you up. It would. Like, I would be yeah. like, these fuckers. <laughs> like, they really play Like, they're low-key Canadian down. famous. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> Speaking of famous... Not really. That's just my way of segueing. <laughs> that was a terrible segue. That's the point. <laughs> you didn't have any follow through. It's like, so talking about, you know, potatoes. <laughs> now we're going to move on to something completely different. <laughs> so I watched the new Halloween movie last night. And I'm not going to talk about that yet. And when I do talk about it, I'll give you a heads up. It's. Not, no, I'm not going to say anything beyond what you've seen in advertisements and trailers. But, so, obviously, you have the first two films um, where Jamie Lee Curtis comes back and is, you know, protecting her family against Michael Myers. So, it's it's... The series is now her you know, no longer being a victim. With that being said, there is another 
Scream Queen who wants to step into the ring once again with the horror icon villain that helped put her on the map as far as Scream Queens go. And that is Heather Langenkamp wants to fight Freddy one last time in an Elm Street Legacy sequel. She Say wants more. to be Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, and I, I had a feeling this was going to end up being brought up. I, I had a feeling this was going to pique her interest. So now I am going to read an article from Bloody Disgusting. <clears throat> and, you know, hashtag not an ad, but between Fangora or Fangoria, depending on potato, tomato, um, and Bloody Disgusting are my two favorite horror um, publications or digital publications. So anyways, <clears throat> Heather Langenkamp is back in Netflix and Mike Flanagan's The Midnight Club, which is actually really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, and with the series now streaming, Entertainment Tonight had a chat with the horror icon this week. Naturally, the conversation eventually hit upon Langenkamp's iconic role in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And it's a role the actress would still love to return to. And they asked, if Nancy could fight Freddy one last time, I would really like that. And then it goes on over here. It says, gosh, I'd love to see a future in that. I've been really watching the Halloween saga, obviously. <clears throat> and love watching Jamie Lee Curtis get to play the part. You know the age where I think we have so much to give to those storylines. But yeah, I wish I was in control of that. But unfortunately, it's one of those Hollywood, very complicated things. Yeah, okay. But we get it. But the big question is... Whether would Robert not, come back? Would Robert come back? That's what I've been waiting to ask you this whole time as you were reading that, would if, if Robert would be willing to yep. come back. In recent years, Robert England has made it pretty clear that he feels his day of donning the burn makeup are probably behind him. But we've learned a never say never when it comes to stuff like this. Would you like to see one final battle between Freddy and Nancy? And, all right, this is where I'm going to end the the um article i think that this should happen i think it very well could happen and i think there's many ways that they can tackle this and if done correctly they could pull it off and actually make something amazing now, now first first question yes okay <clears throat> is she coming back as nancy or is she playing herself new nightmare style? There's yeah. question one. Well, I guess that would be because, see, this is just what she wants I, to do, you know? No, I know, but I see now this is where my brain works. So, would it, if it were against Nancy and Freddie specifically? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Any day of the week, I'm there, I will. <clears throat> fucking crowdfund that shit yep, where he i don't was just care. targeting her specifically i want to see that if it was the actress playing herself new nightmare style fucking forget it not yeah, interested no, about nothing to do with it i see i i did like 
New Nightmare, I did like the idea of it, and I did like the style of it. The mm-hmm. storyline could have been way better. The storyline sucked, and the execution was piss poor at best. Mm-hmm. But the at style, best. I liked. I liked. I liked the look of Robert as Freddy. I really liked. Yes, how that was they did kind that. of that was a different kind of um, different kind of look at him. Really, at that point oh, in yeah. time, and, and his glove, his yeah, claws the, were the, <laughs> yeah, the, they uh, the whole thing was pretty. I could see where the idea was and was really upset when it wasn't executed properly. Right. I would like to see that redone. Just throw that. That would be good redone. And leave out the annoying kid. But like redo that movie and leave out the fucking kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now how they could pull off a Halloween style comeback, and I think should they wrap it up in one film? Uh no. I would like to see them take their time with it. Um, the most obvious one would be enough time has passed that Nancy would have a teenage daughter or son. Yep. That would be the most obvious, in my opinion, anyhow. Well, I mean, if he wanted to get to her, the best way was to start fucking with those you love around you. Yeah. You and know. again, that would be, you know, her children. So that yep. would be the most obvious way. <clears throat> now, how to bring Robert England in on this. I know some of you guys probably have stopped watching The Walking Dead. Um, they're now on the 11th season. And yes, I promise this is relevant. Um, so they're on their 11th season. And I know a lot of people have fell off the wagon, but Greg Nicotero, love him. Fantastic special effects artist, fantastic makeup artist. He's one of my top five. It's, you know, him and fuck, now I'm blinking on Night of the Living Dead guy. Tom Savini, Tom Savini. Him and Tom Savini Mm -hmm. are my top five. Anyways, so he does the makeup work and his company does the makeup work for The Walking Dead. He loves zombies. He loves horror. And so he would sneak in walkers that are designed after other horror icons or other horror monsters. I like, remember reading about this, yes. Like the that movie Zombie um, by the Italian director. I'm going to butcher his name um, from the movie Zombie. Um, so they had a walker that looked like him. They had a walker that looked like one of the main walkers from Dawn of the Dead. Um, Mm -hmm. but this season, this season, uh, they had one walker in a sewer that was in Freddy Krueger makeup. Oh my God. And dead on. Look just like Robert England's Freddy Krueger. Now, I can't show you this because this is a podcast, (laughs) so there are no video capabilities, but all you have to do is either use your preferred search engine of choice and just Google Freddy Krueger The Walking Dead, and the image will pop up. And you'll swear to God that that's just a Photoshop of Freddy Krueger in this picture. No, that is Greg Nicotero's makeup work. 
And so we can still have Robert England in the film, but he doesn't necessarily have to be the body of Freddy. Here's here's a here's here's a question for you, Ben. But so, what's the issue with having Robert England? I, I get the guy's getting on a bit because now, it, know, it, so. it it takes up like I believe he they said it was like eighteen hours of makeup, and makeup right, okay, but we is heavy. But we now live in the digital world, right? We yeah, get, like we have we have the Shatari or the whatever. Yeah. Well, that's New York, like, and all of that. So that was the that was my other option um, was to do CGI. But the sorry, but the only problem is, look what happened with the remake of of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Harley Mm -hmm. playing Mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger. It was part practical effect, part CGI. Now. Yeah, they did still use practical effects. The the use of CGI in that film was terrible. And that was one of the biggest downfalls. Not just the storyline, but the CGI and all that stuff that they used was terrible. The the only exception was the transition between the real world and the dream world. The way they did that was phenomenal. But, like, the iconic scene where Freddy's coming out of the wall in the original, like, stretching Mm -hmm. out the wallpaper... They recreated that scene in the remake, and it was horrible. It was just mm. terrible. I would be afraid that in the wrong hands, we would end up with something that doesn't look like it's in, like that it's real. But at the same time, though, it is in the dream world. So. You, you kind of do have, but I'm afraid that it will just look ridiculous, you know? It, yeah. <clears throat> but the thing of it is, and going back before to um, Robert coming back as Freddy, it's not just the look. Like, there was so much that he Robert put into him. Um, like, it is Robert's personality, right? Yeah. And could another actor potentially pull that off without making it look stupid basically i think there are people out there and now remember they don't even have to resemble robert england Mm -hmm. you know and they get the right person i think they could pull it off you know because the dude in that Freddy makeup looked nothing like Robert England. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that was excellent though. Right. Like that I just I just looked at it. It was amazing. Right. So now I seen that before I read the article about Heather Lingen Camp wanting to make a comeback and go against okay. Freddy. And that's the first thing that popped in my mind, which is like this solves the problem. Like, he can still be in the movie. He could provide the vocal performance. And, yeah. you know, and they can make this work. You know, they can even use his head. You know, like Benjamin Button this shit. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I mean? Yeah. So knowing very, little, knowing very little about the franchise, but where we where we are now, like, we're, even ten, 10 years ago, 
even 10 years ago, doing half the stuff we're doing now, just whilst it was getting better, it's still, like, it's getting better and better. Like, you can... <clears throat> things will age a lot better now than we would have done 10 years ago. Like, you see a lot of... A lot of... As long as they've got the money and they don't cheap out on the special effects, anything's possible. But then, phone the spanner in the works, if he provided, say... If he provided, say, just the voice, but not any of the facial movements, let's say they got, like, say, let's just put Andy Circus in there with his, like, you know, when he's in his uh, in his mocap suit and all of that, doing all of the facial movements and stuff. Is that something that another actor is willing to do, like all those facial movements and get very little recognition for it? Because how would you solve that problem? Special effects. No. See, the thing, the thing, though, that kind of helps with like i'm not a fan of cgi i'm not because it killed practical effects mm-hmm. i love practical effects practical nothing will top practical effects um, that's what makes stranger things as amazing as it is because they do use so much it's a good hybrid yeah, um, so much mixed with CGI. Like, there is obviously CGI involved. You but... know, but it's like we see that in a lot of things. Like Avengers, uh, all pretty much, I'll say 80% of Marvel is done on a green screen soundstage. Yeah. You know, and same thing with The Mandalorian. That's done in the dome, which is an incredible incredible feat i will fucking say that like the 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 work that they do because it looks like they are there but they're in this giant dome and they digitally put Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's not like a green screen where they're pretending to see stuff they can actually see the set as they're acting it's incredible But although you're not going to see that just in, in a Freddy Krueger movie, <laughs> just into into that I, I was uh, reading, uh, I think it was reading or came across an article where Christian Bale didn't like filming for uh, for uh, Love and Thunder because it was pretty much eight percent green screen or or some ridiculous figure like that and. It wasn't something he enjoyed doing. So, could it? I don't know. I will like. It's a solution, but will it lose the magic? There's something that's going to go missing. Like, I get where you you come from with the horror stuff and and that kind of. With horror, I've always kind of fallen more so to the side of the less CGI, the better. Yes. Because CGI horror, it doesn't matter how much time, how much effort, how much editing and everything else that you do. There's always going to be something that looks slightly off. Yep. And that turns it very quickly into a oh situation. And now, again, because it's... Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare on Elm Street, bless you, um, has this awesome storyline where most of the, the horror aspects take place in the dream world. So you would be able to get away with certain things. But 
at the same time, the whole thing about Freddy is he doesn't want you to know you're dreaming until it's too late. But here's the thing, too, though. And here's something that I've thought about even recently. I mean, when the when the Freddy movies, the Nightmare on Elm Street series first came to be, uh, we're talking about the 80s, right? So the possibility was there due strictly to imagination. Kids are too practical now, right? Yeah. So when you had when you had these kids going into imaginations with dreams and everything, like if you look at dream warriors, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Where you had kids with these different aspects of drive to fight back with this thing or whatever, today's generation would just be sitting there like, oh, well, why didn't they just do this instead? Why didn't they just take pharmaceuticals on? What, which, to stay awake? I mean, or to stay or to keep from dreaming which we visited in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I was going to say they did they did try to do that but what happens yeah. is Hypnosil. Yep. But what happens though like even even if they take stuff even to stop dreaming then it gets so bad where you you dream while awake. Yeah. You know, and they And actually... a lot of those kids slipped into comas too. Yep. There's... That actually, I didn't hate that, and it's funny because this is the second time that's come up today now. I was a huge fan of Freddy vs. Jason for what it was. I thought I loved it. It was awesome. I loved it. I really and did. I was telling the story to Nizum earlier because I've always been Team Freddy. Mm -hmm. Ozzy High five. has always been Team Jason. So when that, like, that movie right there, I'm sure at, at some point in the timeline had a factor on our divorce. Like, just the way that we, <laughs> we Our marriage ended because of where we stand with Freddy versus Jason. Um, the amount of fighting that we did over this movie was astronomical. Well, all right. I, this is my take on it, and I have to credit a TikToker, and I don't remember his name. I apologize, but I'm going to give a brief description of this gentleman. He's uh, probably in his late 30s or 40s. Um, he does stand-up comedy. He is a part of College Humor. Uh, he played Commissioner Gordon in one of the College Humor Batman skits. Um Anyways, anyways, he's got a TikTok. This dude loves movies. He's got a whole room, wall-to-wall -wall DVDs, VHS, Blu-ray, um, um, the big laser discs. And his whole TikTok premise is he gives people to pick a number between 1 and 400 and something. Because he's got these stacks of VHS cassette holders that he's never seen. He's got them through estate sales, yard sales. And so when somebody gives the number, he counts and he pulls out that exact number tape and they put it in the VCR and they watch it. And w one of them was a dog wedding from 1994. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so he really came up with the only um, most amazing argument of why Friday the 13th is actually a horrible franchise. Okay. 
So, the first movie, it's not even Jason. It's his mom. That movie is about a mom getting revenge for the death of her son. Granted, none of those people had anything to do with it. <laughs> so, but then the second movie, they bring in Jason. Now, he fucking died as a kid. Yeah. You know, now all of a sudden he's a full-grown adult. That doesn't yeah, make sense. Giant man. <laughs> that makes no sense. And and it's just like each version of the film after that continues to get crazier and crazier and just doesn't make Breath any sense. Until he ends up in outer space. But that's the thing, you know, and it's like For some reason. <laughs> and that happened after he went to hell. <laughs> right? And then they're like, let's just that fucking is throw true. Him. Yeah, I forgot about you that know? one. Yeah. And but it's insane. And then in one of the movies, he's not even in it. Because <laughs> it was the ambulance driver. <laughs> Didn't he get into, like, New York City at one point by he, hanging on to the underside of a prom boat? It, it's, he, 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 he got on it. He was on the boat because he did get some kills while they were on the boat. Um, but... And he was only in Manhattan. Was only in Manhattan briefly. It was like the last maybe twenty five minutes to a half hour of the film. And it just and then Corey Feldman like confuses him by cutting his hair and only leaving a little bit of it, you know. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and then it's just like then all of a sudden he he's an adult and and that's when it was the the cab the, the uh, not the cab driver the fucking ambulance driver and they made him think he was crazy and and then he comes back and he's the reason why Jason comes back because he stabs him in the in the fucking heart with a a lightning rod and then the lightning hits it and then it's just like and then a little girl fucking brings him back to the dead because she was angry at her at her dad and she has telekinetic powers, so she m m manifests Jason to come back to life. And this whole time, her psychiatrist was, like, wanting her to do that. And <laughs> the most fucked up part of it all is her psychiatrist is fucking Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. And and because so we know he's not really dead when he dies in that movie. He comes back to life, becomes a businessman who's addicted to cocaine, and then he gets <laughs> killed by a hitman, and that was supposed to kill two people he worked with, and and then he they turn him into a puppet. It's crazy. Anyways, so that's it. Just it does not make sense. At, like no. I get it, Freddy's a a, a a a monster that haunts your dreams, but like that that's the. It was out there, but you know what? The thing that I loved about Freddy, one of the things. There's so many things, but one of the things I loved about Freddy the most was that with each movie, excluding New Nightmare once again, but with each movie, you got a little piece to the backstory. Like, it started off in one where it was, you know, he was uh, 
a child murderer and this sort of thing and it evolved into a further explanation in the second one and the third one it goes into um the whole bastard son of a thousand maniacs and all that kind of thing so you could kind of see the story build throughout i guess six movies before new nightmare is it five um, is that the one with the marionette no that's three that's three so there's one two dream warriors dream child is it the one with the cockroach arms that's three no four that one's four with the cockroach arms mm -hmm. that one was fucked up too But all of them, like fucked up in a good way, but it was fucked up. Like the marionette uh, thing, I gave that one huge props. That was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's like, I mean, it was awesome. It, it, Nightmare on Elm Street series isn't without its own faults. Like, I mean, you have Freddy's dead, and it's like all of a sudden he has a daughter, and then it's just like, then that doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it though. That's the thing. I no, I, 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 I love watching watching Brecken Meyer was... get murdered in a video game. Yes, and it was a little on the goofy side. Oh, I love that, but I love that. But I, I love. I was gonna say, but I love the goofy side. Like when he has like the Nintendo Power Glove and he's like wheeling <laughs> out the spikes and. And see, that's where Nightmare and elm street the the reboot went wrong is that like yeah they tried making them a little funny here and there but it was like they tried going too like they they took it too serious that's yeah. the thing about nightmare on elm street freddy does not take himself serious if freddy gives no fucks he gives no fucks but he doesn't take himself serious you know and he's, yeah. always, and he's always got the best one-liners. He does. You know, like, again, um, Arguably, arguably next to Pinhead, I will have to say. Yeah, well, Pinhead's more dark and, like, you know, he's he's deadpan and just fucking frightening. Yeah. You know, like, there's nothing yeah. fun. You know, I don't know. I don't think... If but all... the one-liners, not in a humorous way, let me just uh, make that clear, but just one-liners in mm. general. But Doug Bradley mm -hmm. donned the pinhead makeup to promote one of the films back in the yeah. day. I don't know if you remember this. It was one of MTV's summer <laughs> jams or spring break, whatever, episodes and I, I don't exactly know what the fuck was going on, but he was on a stage and it was like a contest or something was going on. And the losers ended up in a hot tub with Duck Bradley dressed as Pinhead. And the, the fucking the shit he was saying, it was like, it was like not Pinhead, but it was because it was him. But, you know, oh my but, god, that would have been so amazing! I would give my right arm for that kind of opportunity. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Like I just, I, I don't know why I remember that so vividly, but I'll never forget that. And I think Paulie Shaw was there. 
It was like um, when they were doing the beach scene with Nancy oh. and Freddy comes up out of the sand. Yep, like Jaws. Yeah, um, when he was getting his taking his makeup off in the trailer at the beach, he started like throwing pieces of his makeup out the sunroof into the crowds of people. There's a little bit in there for that too. I love that. We miss all the cool stuff. Yep. We do. Here we go. I Just to make sure that this was in the fever dream. Back in the 90s, Doug Bradley appeared quite a few times on MTV, particular during spring break. Um, person who wrote this, it should have been particularly, but whatever. Uh, during spring break in the full penhead garb, he also appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Um, I can't seem to find any footage of these appearances anywhere bearing his appearance at 1992. It was 1992 MTV Music Video Awards. No, no. Oh, wait. We already said spring break up there. All right. I'm trying to find a clip. So I was seven. <laughs> In 1992, I was seven. Back then, it probably would scare the shit out of me. Now it would be cool as fuck. Oh, I loved it. But see, I was watching scary movies at that age. I started really young. I wasn't. I was not. I, I was a really sensitive kid, I guess, when it came to that kind of stuff, just based on who I am. Um, my, my parents were pretty laid back with that my parents stuff. were really overprotective well, like super overprotective oh no my parents <laughs> were just like if i fell they would have been like get up you're fine fucking walk it off don't be a bitch the first, <laughs> the first real horror movie i ever watched was the exorcist um, and i was about 12 years old yeah, and it's i think that was the first. fuck out of me Oh, I was all in on horror and trauma. I think it was because, like, I started out with the trauma films, The Toxic Avenger. I was obsessed as a kid, and I've seen all of them. Um, and then I started watching more of the trauma series. Like, I would get to go to the movie store and rent a movie, so I would rent stuff well that was the thing like the, the exorcist scared the shit out of me so bad but um i kind of found out later on down the line that i liked it and that's kind of what started my love for horror so see i would like to watch more horror films completely high as a kite because i watch the shining completely stoned for the first time ever i didn't even i'd never watched it before and it was just uh okay let's give this a try and holy shit i don't even you underpants like it's not as scary like under the influence it's it was oh i thought you were i thought you were saying you were watching a scary movie while you were under the influence <laughs> i was i was completely high as a kite oh like, completely, all right i was watching yeah, the shining oh um, all right all right, all right. I, <laughs> I didn't hear the shining i was like wait there's a horror movie called under the influence i gotta see this <laughs> 
All right. So I didn't hear you wrong. All right. Cool. Okay. I just it was the, the shiny. shiny. It was All the right. shiny. And you know what? I quite enjoyed that experience. Now, I the the last scary film that I can remember that really left the mark on me was I think it's The Strangers and that was more psychological horror right and mm-hmm. that's only because yep I live in the middle of nowhere and holy shit people could come and attack me at any point and play games and it'd be like holy fuck that scares the shit out of me I already find like three people who creep like Fucking weird. Just first thing you do, Nazum, <laughs> go for the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just go for the eyes. Life or death, go for the eyes. You'll be okay. So, have you, and I don't know why I just thought about this right now, but have you um, watched The Haunting of Hill House? I did. On Netflix. But I honestly, I, I enjoyed what I've seen. But attention span. Oh my god, it was so good. You know, and it was either that or it'd be like, we would be watching and I have to get up to get somebody something or, you know. It I, was so good. From what I've seen, I, it was, it looked really good from what I remember. I missed I haven't watched. Sorry, go ahead. I haven't watched horror films in quite a while. And I don't know why. So I should get you guys to like make me a list of like really good ones <laughs> well, I should watch. No, we've been discussing picking one of our game nights and just watching a movie. Yes. Yeah. So we could just I'd be up to that. Watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. We we did be nice to break it up a little bit, but I mean I wouldn't complain because I I just horror is my favorite. I have such uh, a. It all depends on what you're looking for. Like, a, I don't have a top twenty all-time favorite movie. I have hundreds of top twenty all-time favorites, and I just <laughs> have them in separate categories. Therefore, I don't have to single anything out. Mm-hmm. But Nightmare on Elm Street is like my favorite. Freddy is my favorite mm-hmm. horror monster hands down you know and after him puppet master puppet master puppets pinhead for me yep a pinhead's after puppet master then it's pennywise original pennywise because tim curry is hands down one of the best actors to ever exist Mm mm-hmm Mind you, Nicolas Cage is also in that category. <laughs> and I'm not, and that's not up for debate. It is my opinion. My and I don't care if you don't share my opinion on the greatness of Nicolas Cage. Um, but we will never debate it because I don't care. <laughs> that's it. You're never going to make me feel any different. So just putting that out there. For all you distractors. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that now. You Doesn't distracted matter. yourself. With, with, with Nicolas Cage. Because he's just Wishing so fucking with, amazing. With Nicolas Cage, yeah. Um, but yeah. So Tim Curry was the best Pennywise. And I'm not knocking 
um, Scar's guards take on him. It was good. It was creepy as fuck. But th- there was just something about the original OG Pennywise. And he was restrained through the uh, CC... Uh, not the CDC. Fuck, what is it? The the company that made... The censorship people. Because it was a television series. Miniseries. Mm. So the, did, did, uh, did you see the new Hellraiser? How many broadcasting Razor? standards or something? Yeah. Oh, wait. We already had this talk because you don't have... We already had this. Uh, no. <laughs> I want to. So... Mind you, I've got I've heard really mixed things about yes. it so far, Again, which makes and, me a little nervous. And so, prior to the um, podcast recording, we briefly talked about the new Halloween, and to me, it was meh. And the same thing, it's got mixed views. Uh, Clerks three, same thing. I loved it. A lot of people did not. And there was a lot of people that liked this new Halloween. And I'm not going to say I, I wasn't, I'm not a complete fan of it, um, but it let me down. Um, but that's fine. That's my opinion. Hellraiser. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. And this is spoil free. It's It was vastly different. It was a kind of had the same tone as the original, like the first two or three Hellraiser films, but it was definitely its own thing. It wasn't trying to be Hellraiser. And what's her name that plays the new pinhead? Now, mind you, it's not a new pinhead. It's a different pinhead within the same universe and i don't know the 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 storyline was cool there was a good like m night Shyamalan twist that you could kind of see coming you you kind of see it coming but it didn't take away from the fact that it was a decent decent job for it i was not disappointed so, since it is the same universe, I'm assuming that the puzzle box still exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does Leviathan still exist? Yes. Everything's oh. the, it's the same universe. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Same set I'm of definitely going to have to... But remember, so... Sorry, small child alert. Um, so if you remember the first Hellraiser movie, mm-hmm. you, you basically ask you what you want when you open the puzzle box. Yeah. You know? And, you know, what's his name? Frank's brother? Or is it Uncle Frank? I, I always Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank is the pervert. <clears throat> yes. And so... In order for him to be full again, his brother's wife had to make sacrifices 
to feed the box. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, just the original holder of the box had a different want than Uncle Frank. Ah, gotcha. Okay. You know, so there's... Okay, okay, I'm with you. So it's... it's, And like I feel like they ended it where we could see another. They, like, purposely see, that's left interesting. it open-ended. That's interesting. You know, and I, I think it's a cool idea because now you can have many different Hellraiser films and they all be different and not but collectively still relevant. Yep. And not interfere with the other storylines because they would all each be independent. Hmm. You know, so, uh, but let's not forget they're also doing a Hellraiser television series. Yeah. With Doug Bradley as Pinhead. So, yeah, buddy. I recommend it. Especially if you have Hulu. And if you don't, figure it out. (laughs) And for my friends who don't, we will figure it out. Um, (laughs) And I do have an idea. But we'll talk about it off screen. Off podcast. I was... I I did a quick Google search of... did a quick internet search, I should say, you know, choose an internet browser of choice. Um, and um, it's likely over here, likely going to come on Disney Plus because Hulu is Disney Plus's parent company and we don't have Hulu in the UK. Boo-hoo. Um, but until that day, we'll figure something out. Oh, we'll figure it out. I already have a plan. I'm just going to see if I can make said plan work. Um, yeah. Uh, so we talked about Heather Langenkamp. Oh, going back to Halloween now. I did not like it. <laughs> there was parts of it that I that I, that I I did like. They, I don't like it. <laughs> they, and, and it's so rare that you would ever hear me say that I don't like a movie. Because I can always yeah. find something that will make me appreciate the movie, that will make me enjoy the movie. And it doesn't matter. Even the movies that I will fight to the death of how amazing it is, I question certain things within the film. Like, why, why'd they go with that shot? Why they could have done it this way? Why didn't they do it this way? Why didn't they frame this like this why did they make this choice there's always something to pick and and be negative or to critique to critique i think is a better better term to critique a movie <clears throat> but they had the potential of making it really good really 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 good and uh, No spoilers, but I'm just going to tell you right now. There is a really disturbing scene within the first 15 to 20 minutes of the film. And I have stopped 
watching movies, series because of this. Um, like trigger warning would have been great, you know. Now, mind you, I'm not like a sensitive individual or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I, I mean, I, wa I don't want to spoil anything for people. So I'll just, just it, I've talked about this in a previous podcast. Go back and listen to the other podcasts if you're just picking up and listening here. Why you would do that, I don't know, but just in case, and 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 you'll figure it out. I believe it's the first episode that Epic Win Banana um, joined us on. Um, because movies. Be the end of towards the uh, yeah, late second half of season one. Yeah, if I recall correctly. So, last three or four episodes, roughly thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I'm going to just tell you in advance, it's not a spoiler alert, but you watch the first two films and Michael Myers is a fucking beast. You know, like he's a fucking beast and he's like indestructible. Like he had a, a whole town beating his ass with the baseball bats and crowbars and they ended up taking them all out. Like, you know. <laughs> This film, it's like he lost his umph. And it just... Like, I'm too tired for this shit. That's, it, yeah, it's like, it, it's like he's Danny Glover. <laughs> it's like he's shit. Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon. And he's just like, I'm getting too old for this shit, you know? Yeah. And, and it, you're just like, okay. <laughs> like... But then there, he had, now don't get me wrong, it's like, you're going to spend the whole time watching, you're like, oh yeah, there's the fucking Michael I love, and then you're like, oh, is, is he catching his breath? Why is he sitting? <laughs> Did he just buy a fucking Snickers? Like, what's, <laughs> get up, what are you doing? Like, there's teenagers walking by you, you know? It just, but there is a a, a nice little story twist or whatever in in this and and they were i i first i you know when you know where a movie's going and you're like oh my god mm -hmm. you know that this is gonna and then whatever so you will you're gonna have this moment and then they're gonna fucking pull the rug out from under you and it's gonna piss you off uh-oh because it's just like you just you will see potential in this story if they kept going. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they did what they did. And it could have made the film so much better. And then it just there was no build up and the ending was flat. Mm. It was it was like it's like, I can't even believe I'm going to use this um, comparison, but I mean, I, I can't think of anything else. It's like, let's say you're fucking home alone, right? You're a teenager, you're home alone, and, and your parents are gone, and, and you, you have like a good half hour to yourself, so you're going to fucking masturbate. But you decide right before, <laughs> just as you're about to, you know, climax, you're like, you know what? 
I don't feel like doing this anymore. And then just stop it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's how disappointing it is. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel like doing you know, so a lot of my exes, <laughs> a lot of my exes would be like, oh, so the movie won't be that bad because I'm just used to that. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, it the way they, they, it was just like, it just, and it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Mm. It's like all of a sudden I was watching Michael Myers and next thing you know, it's Friday the 13th. You know, but yeah, I still say watch it, form your own opinion on it. You may love it, but I don't know. It sounds kind of, uh, yeah, you get those movies that's like too many cooks in the kitchen. I feel like there wasn't enough. Do you think that's do you think that's the case, or if was it that they tried to incorporate so many different elements that the characteristics themselves got sacrificed? Sorry, my the base of my microphone fell off, and I didn't want you guys to hear all the scratchy noises. Um, I feel like they just went all out in the first two films, and it was like the writers were they ran out of ideas, <laughs> dead exhausted by the time the third one came around. Now I believe they filmed them back to back. So if you think about it, it makes sense. They filmed this shit yeah. back to back, so everybody was fucking exhausted at this time. You know, the yeah. guy fucking editing them. You know, you know, like <laughs> he's just like, man, I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> I just want to go just home. There's a random shot <laughs> of him sitting there eating falafel. It's like, <laughs> honestly, picking up his machete. And I was like, oh yeah. I was waiting to get instead of instead of seeing sad Keanu, we were gonna see sad Michael, just fucking sitting sad on a Michael. bench in a park with his with his <laughs> knife, staring at the ground like like he's yeah. realizing he's made so many poor life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's, it's, you know, it's like the more I think of it, the more I think about it, like the more I'm realizing how terrible it was. Like it was. And yeah, there was some really cool moments, like really great horror moments that were like, but even like, even like, I mean, come on. In the second one, he breaks a halogen light bulb and stabs somebody in the fucking face with it. You know, and it was just like the kills in this one. It was just like, meh. Like, how many times are you gonna watch Michael Myers stab somebody into a wall and just leave them hanging there? Oh no! Let's let's. Is that a repeat offender in that in the every one, film? Or? Every film, at least one. Person yeah, every gets film. There's at least one. One person that gets more than one at one point. But. And then a lot or to of the, the back of a door. The back of the door is always fun. The, the back of the door. Um, but, and it's like, some of the kills you don't even see, really. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just oh. fucked. Like, it's just, you have to see it. 
Like you have to see how bad this is. Well, I would no, because I would really like to have this conversation with somebody about it, you know, and and see if they got a different experience. And this isn't like one of the cases where like I wasn't paying attention to the movie because there are mm-hmm. movies where like I don't really pay attention to it, and so I'll watch it a few more times to get the gist of yeah. what's going on. But I was, I I was just like watching it because i mean i've been waiting for this movie to come out for a while and i think i think that has a lot to do with it and i and the first two i thought were fantastic the first two were fantastic i loved them i thought it was a nice take on it you know like laurie strode isn't hiding she's fucking going after this dude she's like i'm not fucking taking this anymore you know like i'm gonna kick his ass you know, it's like that meme where that video vine or whatever, the little girl's like, oh, there was a monster, and if it comes out, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> and then the mom's like, don't, you can't, you can't be like that. Well, if I don't kick his ass, he's going to kick my ass. <laughs> but yeah, see it. Let's talk about it. I need to, um, I need to have this conversation with somebody. Because maybe some, maybe they've picked up on things that I didn't, but I feel like I have to watch it now. Yeah, I you really did you do. stream it? Did I? Can I stream it? Oh, I streamed did it on Peacock. It? Oh yeah, on Peacock. Oh, so if you have Peacock, you can watch it. They it, it wasn't supposed to come out till today, but it was available um, last night. That's fair, but. looking up something but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i'm like just now i'm just it's like all right m night Shyamalan. m night Shyamalan has had a tumultuous career where he was like the go-to writer director for for quite a little bit of time and then all right. of a sudden like the fans were like, long, right? well, it's like the people started like attacking his his work, and yeah, okay, Lady in the Water was unique. It could have been better, but it still was an interesting story, and maybe he tries a little too hard with these plot twists, you know, but. I, I, I enjoy his brain. You know, people don't, like, appreciate the fact that some of these movies, like, somebody's just pulling out of their ass. It starts with an mm-hmm. idea, and, and like, like, somebody's thinking about this. You do that, and then try to bring it to reality. You know? But I love what he did with Unbreakable. Unbreakable uh, put, put uh, him back just, on the map, you know. Lady in the Water um, killed him. I I I've not not so I've only watched. I think I watched up to. Is it Village? No, is that a film he did? 
Yep, the village. The village. It was the village. Uh, the only signal. watched up. To, only watched up to the village. Um, but with Unbreakable at that time, because I think roughly around that time you had that whole like Spider Man and all of those other films, like superhero stuff. But it was just a nice. It was an interesting take on on like the whole superhero genre, right? For me, anyway, I find it because I wasn't like I'm not big into comics, never been big into comics or anything like that. But it was almost like any capes or anything like that. It was just interesting. I, I just oh, yeah. find it like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't over the top kind of action. No, it was it humanized. It, the, the, it humanized mm-hmm. them, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson's glass was just a fucking psychopath who was bullied. And Bruce Willis didn't even know that he had fucking superpowers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he just accidentally discovered it, you know, and then he was just a security guard at a fucking stadium. <laughs> That's it, you know, <laughs> and it, it it just grounded the superhero um, storyline and and made made them human, and that was amazing. And it and it was a breath of fresh air. Split, on the other hand, I I love what McAvoy did with the character. But, you know, it, again, it was just when when it came time for, like, the big reveal of his, they hyped him up so much, and then it's just like, what you got? It was just like a constipated McAvoy, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that was it. It was, it was like he was trying to shit, but he couldn't. He was just like constantly the whole movie just trying to shit when he was that the evil like one that ate people. Right. You know. And I did I did not like um the last one. How they ended it, but I mean that's his choice to end it that way, but it was very disappointing. I yeah. feel like they could have expanded on the story so much. I mean, I guess they still can because, you know, who knows? But that was my only thing was McAvoy's character. I loved his other personas in the movie, especially the little kid he played. Yeah. That personality was my favorite. Yeah. And I don't I don't know where we were going with that, but but did you see the signal? Um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Signal with Mel Gibson. I'm trying. Joaquin Phoenix. I believe so. It's so good. I was disappointed in The Village. Like, I... Like, it wasn't scary to me. And they advertised it as if it was scary. The plot twist I didn't see coming. I will say that much. <clears throat> but, 
but I also find it hard to believe that you're a forest ranger and you have no idea that there's a whole community <laughs> living <laughs> miles within miles of of like where you're posted like i find yeah you would think someone like a forest ranger who's like trained to be able to know, track out bears and that kind of go shit up in those towers something. to look for wildfires <laughs> that they'll notice these lanterns and fires at night for the community like in pitch darkness that you'd be able to see that like a sore thumb i would think one would assume. You know, or what at least the smoke. <laughs> you know? Like, what about things like helicopters and stuff? Like, yeah. Well, all right. So they did They did discuss that they, they, they worked very hard to keep it a secret where they would make sure they made an agreement with whoever. Uh, there was money exchanged to make sure that that area specifically was always a no-fly zone. Okay. They did explain a lot of that. Um, but that still doesn't, you know, because the ranger was, like, perplexed. Who, by the way, was played by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, he was perplexed by the whole thing. And that is why they sent the blind girl, naturally. <laughs> so... But the signal to me was really good. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed Lady in the Water. Paul Giamatti was really good. Uh, the dude from Westworld is also in it. I didn't like his character in the movie. Then there was, um, what's his name from Family Guy? Uh, giggity, giggity. Quagmire? Quagmire was in it. <laughs> well, no, because there's this one episode of Family Guy where it's like he leaves the house after not leaving the house for so many days or months. And one arm is just massively huge, you know, and then it's innuendo that he spent the whole time jerking off. So his, his right arm was massive. Well, in Lady in the Water, there is one character who, for some reason, is compelled to only work out the left side of his body. So one side of his body, his leg is huge, his arm and muscles are massive, but on the other side of his body, it, it's just it's just normal. So That's really fucked up. Right? So if you haven't seen Lady in the Water... Give it a try. You might not like it, but it's entertaining for its own purposes. Like, that's really fucked up. Right? There's quite a few horror movies that I still really want to see. Uh, there's Barbarian, and I believe that's got Alexander Skarsgård, right? Is that the Skarsgård who is Pennywise? There's so many of them. There's three. That is the father. Or is there four? Alexander, I'm pretty sure Alexander is uh, from True Blood. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stalin is the father. Alexander is from True Blood. Uh, I don't know which one Floki is from Vikings. Because uh, he's a Skarsgård as well. Um, and there's another one as well, which I have no idea. <laughs> um yeah, there's three kids I know of, and then Daddy Skarsgård. 
Oh, I'm looking it up now. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. All right, Stalin. Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård is God. the one. Um, I forgot why I even brought him up. Oh, this movie, <laughs> Barbarian. He's in it. Um, and I don't honestly know much about it other than the trailer. It's this girl goes up to this house that's supposedly an Airbnb that she had purchased. And Bill is already there. And he's like, oh, I also took the time. And he's like, well, you know, it's so late. Just stay here and we'll figure it out in the morning. And then it switches to the scary parts of it. Um, that looks really good, but it, it, I wish I could know more about it. But I guess that's the whole point. See the movie to find out more about it. Oh, another disappointment. Jeepers Creepers Reborn fucking sucks. Really? Yes, it's terrible. For many reasons, not even just because they replaced the creeper. It's not the same guy, and you can tell it's not the same guy. And the person that is the creeper is so lackluster, and it's just not the same. It also feels like the entire movie was filmed on a green screen soundstage. And there's this whole other storyline in it. And, and again, they push this narrative and then all of a sudden they never talk about that narrative again. <laughs> and then the movie just ends. So again, I'm trying to do spoiler free, but you know, it's it just it's just terrible. It could have been good. It could have been good. But it wasn't. I did not <laughs> I did not like the third one. The third one was a sci-fi version. It had some good moments. It was too long and the story was stupid. Now after watching Jeepers Creepers Reborn, I will go back and watch the third one and enjoy it a lot more because it is 30 times better than this new one and and that says a lot because the third one sucks one and two are great though <laughs> also terrifier 2 is coming out art the fucking clown i know many you don't like clowns i do not do not watch terrifier do not watch terrifier 2 because unlike Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Art the Clown is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like clowns, you do not want to watch Terrifier. Like, he's got a little, he's got, it's, it's like Pennywise meets Mr. Bean. But he's scary looking. And he's fucking scary. I don't even scary. know if I can like compute that <laughs> right legit it's Mr. Bean if Mr. Bean and I don't mean Rowan Atkinson I mean the character Mr. Bean played <laughs> Pennywise 
my god, that's horrifying. Right? And he's scary as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. I can see why. Like, I can't wait for it to come out, though. Um, I think it's going to be in theaters first. So, sad face. Um, and then, we're supposed to be getting another VHS. Uh, I think it's VHS 99. 94 just came out not that long ago. And if you're not familiar with the VHS series, it's an anthology series. And it usually has... Um, its own storyline then you have these vignettes inside the film so it's it's always somebody watching a vhs tape and and the contents of it is usually pretty fucked up and it's like found footage style right but it's always incredible i have yet to be disappointed by any of the vhs's um some I'm of them assuming. are hard to watch, though. It's bad joke, but I'm assuming right. There's going to be some kind of explanation as to what a VHS is, right, for the modern audience. Oh, well, because <laughs> you, could you, you watch them, they pick up the tape and they put it in the TV, and and then something plays. You know, like DVDs and Blu-rays are still a thing, so y you would kind of, you know what I mean, like. I mean, do you have to explain to a kid for, that was born, like, in the year 2000 I, when they see a movie and somebody puts on a record? It was, a, it was, a, it was an awful, awful joke. Awful. Oh. But you're not wrong. You're valid. That's the thing. You're, it's valid because, I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that see VHS and they're like, what the fuck does that stand for? You know, like, what's this going to be about? Like, what the fuck is a VHS? Fuck that. I, I can't. I'm confused. You know, so from a marketing standpoint, yeah, I, it's definitely an issue. But box art and posters is what always drew me in to horror movies and movies in general. You know, because you didn't have access to trailers like we do today. They would have to show them on TV. And it's not like you're going to see a trailer for a full moon feature on basic cable, you know, for like yeah, puppet mask. No. Oh. But that, 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 that part's kind of, that novelty's gone now. It's yeah, like, it is so gone. You go to you go to the cinema now, it's like, oh, it's only the trailers. I can watch it on YouTube. There's no more surprise. Like, well, there's no more surprise because mm -hmm. it, it'd be very rare you would you would hear something where they'd be like, "Oh, did you hear that they're making another Marvel movie?" You wouldn't know until you you would go into the movie theater to watch one movie, and then all of a sudden, like the trailer start, and then you're like, "Oh my god, fuck yeah!" yeah! That's true. I had forgotten about that. You know, or just be. That's sitting... how long it's been since that's been a thing. That's, yeah, it's... or you'd just be mm -hmm. watching a show, and then all of a sudden. Boom! There's a, a the trailer, and like even now with like you'd have the Super Bowl reveals that that's becoming less and less, and and as funny as that is, that didn't become a thing until you know Google was a thing. 
which is funny that that they didn't start advertising and dropping film trailers during the Super Bowl commercials as like big announcements until you could find them on the internet. Granted, they they did a good job at preventing them from hitting the internet first. It that but it's just that idea boggles my mind that they waited that long to put that to use years that they could have dropped it but i guess also at the same time the super bowls aren't like they were today i guess they're more of a big production versus how they used to be i honestly couldn't tell you at all like i remember being like in the general vicinity while my dad watched the super bowl or like attending super bowl parties where no one was watching the super bowl it was just on so like super bowl was like holiday in my house holiday my dad (laughs) and there would always be people over or we would go to somebody's house for super bowl and oh they watched it and i fucking the only thing i liked about it was the food you know and my luck i was you know yeah all the kids my age were fucking sports fanatics so like it just beat me i didn't have a cell phone to disappear into you know so if i was home uh... i would come out eat and just go play video games or something that used to drive my mom crazy because like i was never into football or anything like that but my dad he was always the guy that would like go dashing off in the middle of dinner because there was some sports starting somewhere and it especially drove my mom nuts in my house during hockey season because then my dad and I would both stand up and run away. And mom's like, really? Like, <laughs> I can't even remember eating dinner at the dinner table with my parents. Like, like ever? Ever. Like other than like family gatherings or at a That's restaurant, you know, like I'm sure we did. I vaguely remember like the, this house would that, grew up on until i was about like 13 12 13 i think Hmm. we did i think we did we may have um but when we moved when i was in middle school or uh, sixth grade um we didn't we never ate dinner together at the dinner table family dinner in my house was absolutely mandatory well, from was, the time I was born until the day my parents kicked me out. Well, my mom was going to school for nursing, and she was mm-hmm. working multiple jobs to pay to go to school for nursing. Sometimes three jobs if it was Christmas time. Like, until I was out on my own, I didn't know what it was like to eat dinner in front of the TV. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nope either eat in the living room or in in our bedrooms or wherever we were that's kind of like how i am with my kids like find a flat spot and eat there once in a while i'll request family dinner because i miss my kids (laughs) see for me it was it was i think it was till like almost high school it was like mandatory 
everyone would sit down at the kitchen table. Um, but then after that, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it, it was so foreign to me. And I even went to, like, I had this really good friend, close, close, close best friend <laughs> growing up. Her name was Dion. And I remember the first time going to her house for dinner. And they were all sitting together. And I was just like, all right, this is awkward to me. This is a lot of adult interaction and just interaction <laughs> in general. Like, and it was nerve wracking for me because I was fucking shy as fuck. So, and then I went to go eat, and then Dion's like, "No, no, 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 no." And I was just like, "I was like, okay," like all scared. And then they did Grace, like you know, and that like boggled my mind. I was like, I thought this was only something they fucking did in movies. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, but you just, like, triggered my brain into thinking about something, and I don't know why, but I was and thinking about... that's what about, makes this podcast so great. I was thinking about <laughs> Christmas, and then, like, just finding a flat spot and eating anywhere, which then led me to Christmas at my Aunt Edna's house, which then reminded me that my cousins want me to help them plan the family reunion this year. And now I'm kind of <laughs> stressed out about it. <laughs> <laughs> So remind me of that one tomorrow to get a hold of my cousins. <laughs> All right, Minnie, don't forget tomorrow, get a hold of your cousins. Uh, don't remind me right now. Well, I guess I could always just listen to this and be like, ah, oh, shit, I never did that. No, and <laughs> and that's just like another thing, like how you were just so protected. Like I, my family was uh, very laid back, very, like everybody swore around the kids. You know, it was just... That's how I am with my kids now. Jokes were always just like, like we, so my mom, I guess, my mom and dad both come from a large family and they mm -hmm. grew up in the projects and my mom's the youngest, um, oh no, or the third youngest. And I think my uncle Donnie and my uncle Timmy were the baby babies. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but but so she had to babysit them and like they tied her up and threw her over the railing um, on the second floor for the bed sheets. And then she would short sheet them because she had to make the bed. She had to do all the ironing, you know, for Christmas in her stockings. She got fruit. She got oranges and her brother's bike. <laughs> All the clothes were like she, she she was the last she never got anything new until she was on her own. Um, but she we would hear stories about how they wanted balloons and they found condoms and my uncle Mikey's draw and fucking blew them all up and tied <laughs> strings and like hung them all around the house, <laughs> not knowing what they were. <laughs> Oh my God. God. Like, my family is savage. Like, and we torture new people when they come in. My cousin Bridget made the mistake of bringing a boy uh, one Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever we were having at my mom's house. And my cousin Tiffany and uh, her husband just had a baby. And so, right before the boyfriend got there, because they didn't come there together, um, he hands the baby to my cousin Bridget. And so she had to go get the baby with to go open the door and 
like you just like oh get real here he comes and like oh, we were savage and made it seem like the baby was hers and and like my my cousin tiffany's husband like took the baby from bridget and was just like here you you're gonna need the practice so why don't you practice on holding the baby and like he was just like looking at up like are you serious and and he was pretending to get so angry. He's like, take the kid. Take the fucking kid. What are you doing? What kind of asshole are you? You know, it's, it was bad. Oh, man. Only the guys, though. They're not like that to everybody. But if you're a guy and you're dating one of my female cousins, <laughs> you are going to be tortured. Um. And it's just the conversations that my, like, they're just so, it's, it's just so vastly different from some of my friends' families I've noticed. Like, especially, like, hearing you talk about yours. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. It's like night and day. Like, you would love my family, though. St. Patty's Day at my Uncle Mikey's house is fucking amazing. I see I don't know. I just, I, I led this really, really sheltered life for like the first part of my life. And then all of a sudden, all of the blinders got ripped off at the same time. The only thing it we was... weren't allowed to do was watch porn. And see, Openly. it was uh, my mother, she was a stay at home mom until I was about 10 years old. And then she went back to work full time. And then my dad took a position as a manager um, for Bell Canada. But he traveled, like he was the uh, um, manager for our like Ontario. So he would travel all over the place. Most of the time he was out in Thunder Bay for some stupid reason. But... It sounds like a place in Paw Patrol. <laughs> Thunder Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny too because like both my parents worked when I was younger. And then my dad got fired from one job um, right before, like a year or two before we moved. Mm -hmm. And... Then he started working for this other place, and then he got laid off after we moved. So he, he ended up becoming like a stay-at-home dad. Like, I didn't yeah. have either of my parents. Both my parents were working when I was younger, so I either went to, like, a daycare or one of my Well, and that was the thing. Like, my friends. mom was always home, and yep. she was watching us all the time. Nope. Like, really, everything can... we did... She I have, was right there. I have a distinct memories of watching my mom get ready for work. And we're talking yeah. like kicking on the makeup, teasing the hair, and putting on her blazer with the shoulder pads. Everything had fucking shoulder pads. Yeah. I would just remember that vividly. Everything had fucking death, shoulder pads. Death. Yeah, the shoulder pads, like no more shoulder pads shoulder ever pads. again. I, I, yeah, I'm so glad pads. shoulder pads are not a thing because it mm -hmm. was the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> like it really was looking mm -hmm. back. 
Mm-hmm. I I don't understand where the appeal was and why 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 it was essential women have broad shoulders. Like I get women are amazing and they have broad shoulders naturally from all of the unnecessary stuff in life we have to carry. But their clothing doesn't need to reflect that. Obviously, I'm I'm just saying. no more shoulder pads ever again if anyone ever tries to bring it back because you know some someone somewhere is gonna be like let's bring back shoulder pads they'll be like nope god help us all yeah i have seen some resurface recently on runways and whatnot could you imagine me with shoulder pads i'd look like a slice of pizza <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. The bad guy from the Minions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would look like Gru. That's exactly. No, not Gru. No, that the, there's an '80s villain, and he wears the shoulder pads. Obviously, not the face, just the body style. Yes, yes, yes. No, that would like, like a just triangle that point. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. It's like and absolutely fucking not. And I remember as a kid, like, really young, and I'm giving away my age, but I'm pretty sure I said it on here before, having, like, little dress blazers and shit with shoulder pads in them. Fucking high-ass shorts. I can't even believe that shit. Or, like, dresses that had shoulder pads sewn right into them. And, like, these giant-ass fucking ruffles and everything had <laughs> flowers on it. Like, yep. what the fuck? Or, or that and, fucking... like, giant fucking flowers. Like, here's a hibiscus. Or that, like, material, like, around the neck on the dresses that kind of oh, made you look I like uh, either, like, you were from the, like, 18th century Renaissance I... or a clown. Okay. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you how goddamn uncomfortable all of those fucking dresses were all of the tooling and the lace and the fittings and oh my god you would take these dresses off okay after unbuttoning all the lacing and the collars and everything else and you would have just these red blotches all over your body and it's great because like the 80s it was just like lots of clothes lots and lots yeah. of clothes you had you had your your tights on with these really thick high fucking socks over them then you would have shorts on over them and then you would have like a shirt two shirts a sweater a coat of armor <laughs> like you know like several hats lots of 80s was about shoulder pads and layers lots and yeah. lots of layers and then you get to the 90s and it was just like hoodies Baggy pants, baggy shirts, everything was too big. Or nothing fantastic. at all. Or nothing at all. It was fucking fantastic. It and was. Then that kind of rolled into the 2000s or the early 2000s where it was big and comfortable or skin tight and you couldn't breathe in it. Yeah, skin tight was like more like, I wanted that was like towards the middle, right? Middle okay, so here's a story. Bad. Here's a story, because this has just now triggered this memory. So we have a pool hall here called Cam. So we used to go there all the time. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's called something else. Like the pool hall itself is still there, but different name. Anywho, so um, back in the day, I had 
like skin tight leather pants and they flared at the bottom but like you had to like zip yourself into them because they were so tight and they zipped in the back and it was the middle of winter, so it's like February in Canada, so everything's yeah. ice cold. Now, Nazum will understand this more than anybody, but if you're wearing leather or pleather pants in the ice cold, your skin is just numb. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, your skin <laughs> is just fucking numb. And I'm standing outside having a smoke. And sure enough, all I can hear is like, footprints behind me but like they're running like they're going really really fast and Ozzy because this is how long I've known him comes up behind me and cracks me across the ass like hit me in the ass so fucking hard in pleather pants in February so fucking bad (laughs) I had a hand shaped welt in my ass for a week (laughs) fuck man Oh, the other thing was button-down shirts unbuttoned with the white t-shirt underneath. You know what? That's still and a good look. And a bowl look. cut. I, fight me, not the bowl cut, but the, the shirt thing, that's still a good look. Yeah. I still wear it, but I prefer my shirts buttoned now. That's also because I kind of have a beer belly and it helps hide it. And I don't drink beer. <laughs> Go figure. It hides my figure. Um, Lately, as I've been like getting older, my shirts have been getting shorter for some reason. So I stop wearing like, them if I lift my arm up and you can see my belly. No, I mean on purpose. Like I'm buying a lot of crop tops. <laughs> I'm not too sure where that line of thinking has come. I'm like, oh, I'm getting older. I better show off some skin while I still can. I'm not too sure. As long as it's where comfortable for you, it's all that matters, really. Yeah. But I end I love onesies for snuggle time. I fucking love onesies. I have a blue onesie covered in penguins. Jenko jeans. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like you weren't wearing your jeans right if the bottom where the, the jeans are usually are either cuffed. <coughs> Remember when coughing your jeans was a thing? <laughs> Or later on, you didn't cuff them, but you weren't wearing them right if they weren't falling apart and had a bunch of holes at the bottom. Like yeah, that's where true. The ankles are of the pant leg. Yeah. Well, hopefully you weren't wearing pants around your ankles, like at your ankle. And like the bottom of the pants could like they're wide enough to house a small village. Yep. Like <laughs> and drag across you'd look like you're I'd be soaking skating. wet all the time. Just all winter long. They were just and, soaking wet. And right you wanna know what's knee. funny? <laughs> is shoplifting was rampant back then because you could my friend James walked out of a Spencer's gift store and I don't care. I I was there. I didn't take anything. He's in jail, so <laughs> Holy I'm shit. not worried about back. incrimination, but he stole a six-foot blacklight from Spencer's Gifts. Down his pants? Down his pants. He was, he was a tall impressive. person. But here's the thing. He had the Janko jeans on, right? But he also had crutches. So it was mm. down his shirt. 
Yeah, down his shirt, down his pants. Down and down his leg and to keep his foot stiff, you know. And we got, I remember we got stopped by one of the attendants from the arcade. Arcades were more well-known to back then. And it was like, hey, cock knockers, I know what you did to my friends at Spencer's Gifts. And you better get out of here before I call the big five O. Dude was a big fucking nerd. <laughs> Such a big fucking nerd. Like, really? Like, we'll kill you. Wow. Um, I'll never forget that. Yep. Because baggy clothes. My other person I knew would walk into the store called Bob's store, try on shoes, and walk out with them. Put his old shoes in the box. Put them back on the shelf. And just walk out. That's interesting. Pipeline jeans, baby. <laughs> and now he works at the courthouse. <laughs> which is even more funny. The 90s, which is something different, special, amazing. I hope these kids one day could experience the glory, gl gloriousness of what we got to but I don't think so. They won't. No. We existed in a time before camera phones and we could do stupid shit without getting caught constantly and <laughs> social media wasn't a thing. Oh, what do you mean? Now they just fucking post it like idiots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but like, I mean, if I, if, if I had access to that type of stuff, mm. oh, I would totally would. Um, and I would be way more famous than these motherfuckers that are making money off these things i can't do it now because you know what if i get in trouble i do adult time not not little kid time <laughs> community service <laughs> go to the library and dust books <laughs> for three hours a day <laughs> on the weekend dust books what time are we at mister we at one hour and 41 minutes so i think it's time to wrap it up and shoot some things yeah tune in next week when we talk about more stuff October-esque. Yeah. Well, That's all I got for you. It's the That's last... really, honestly, all I fucking got for you. It's the like... last podcast before Halloween. No, it's not. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Oh, it isn't? No, we have two more? What day is we have it? Two more. Oh, want to know why? It's because of the way we book overtime in my office. I keep thinking it's a different date than it is. It's only the 14th. My apologies. Yes. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Not only fuck up my day, you fuck up my mind and my date and time. All right, so the second to last <laughs> podcast, before, podcast Halloween. before Halloween. Are we doing anything specifically for Halloween? Do you guys have any ideas in a Zoom? I have none. I don't really do. I've never really done traditional Halloween. By all means, we can do a spanking party if you want, but I'm not sure how that's going to work on the podcast, so... Um... We have cameras. Self now you're trying to figure self, out if I'm serious. Self-flagellation self, <laughs> self, 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 self -flag was never a kink of mine, unfortunately. So, um... <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> Well, you know me, I'm going all out on Halloween. I'm getting dressed up. And I will probably end up streaming. Well, that's on the Monday, right? Like On the actual day. 
Okay, so the recording would be on the Friday. Oh, for Thursday, the... Friday. Oh, I thought we just meant for Halloween. But I don't oh, so know. We're talking too. about like two different things. Hoping... We don't have a title for this podcast either. Uh, I do. Halloween sucks. Halloween does not suck. Well, they won't realize what I'm talking about until they listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween sucks and Friday the 13th doesn't make any sense. Fight me. (laughs) I mean... I it's, see putting that it, it makes us sound very anti Halloween in general, right? Like people might not listen based on that alone. Like, oh, these guys don't like Halloween. Fuck these guys. No, or know? they just, <laughs> or they could just be yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck? What? Why is this person so upset over Halloween? Let's listen. And then they come to find out. I'm not even talking about the ho- holiday. It's a risk. I mean, you're running this one, so. I mean, either that or it could just be like, I fucking love Nicolas Cage, fight me. Or not put (laughs) fucking because we can't put ball gag in the title. Don't we have Nicolas Cage in the last podcast title? Not in the title, in the the description. In the description. In the description. I I just brought it up as one of the talking points. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm not going to be able to edit it until tomorrow anyways. While uh, fine. little ones at the birthday party. Oh, yes. I forgot she had the birthday party tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was oh. going to say something, but I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So I plan on streaming Halloween, but I'm also hoping we go out or have Lee and Stella, her daughter, with us Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if that happens... We usually hang out for quite a while because we don't hang out a, lo- a lot, which is okay. The Zoom. Mm. I could video call you and take you trick or treating with us. Oh my god! Can, oh, can I like? Can you do it on Discord? So then I could. Pop I probably in. could. That way I could pop in every now and then again and fuck with you guys. <laughs> Cassie will love that. <laughs> What do you think of that? And then you could experience would, trick-or-treating. I would love that. that and we could take parts amazing. of that and put it up on the TikTok and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we're going to have shortly. I love I that, like idea. that idea. You could experience Halloween. That. Oh, is it's all set then. Fantastic. Like, I, I would get like a selfie stick if I have to. Oh, God, help me. You know what? You could be the cameraman then, sir. Um, it was funny. Last time I went to Niagara Falls, it was just younger people walking around with selfie sticks. Like that's all it was. The whole like. It's a tourist town. Yeah. Okay. That's what they I'm, do there. I'm, I'm just gonna. Um... What? Nothing. Nothing, what? nothing. No, I'm not saying I'm what? not doing anything. I'm not what? getting into this. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, that means Freddy Krueger is amazing. Agreed. Pinhead's amazing. T 
Tim Curry's amazing. Basically, like, Freddy Krueger is a god. Freddy Krueger is a god. Can that just be our title? Freddy Krueger is a god? Hell yeah, let's do it. And let's do her. Uh, Jason Voorhees doesn't make sense, and fuck Friday the 13th. Even though I can't say that, I'll still watch the movies, because they are entertaining, they just don't make any fucking sense. And that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the new Halloween I hated... And Nicolas Cage is forever and will always, in my mind and in my heart, the most amazing actor to ever exist. One of. I'll say one I'm of. I'm trying to figure out who has a bigger thing. You and Nicolas Cage or Trevor and Nathan Fillion. I think Trevor and Nathan Fillion because I feel like Trevor's on the level where he would be happy to give him fellatio. I will not say <laughs> Nicolas Cage's dick <laughs> under any circumstances. Um, or You're probably right. You know, I given don't, the opportunity, I don't know if I can necessarily see Trevor saying no. You know, I don't, I don't think there will ever be a time where I'd be like, I want to have sexual relations with Nicolas Cage it's not that type it's more like you know like I look up to him I enjoy his work and I think it's just he's talented that's it um not to say if there wasn't money involved I wouldn't think about it <laughs> a, a substantial amount of money when I, I'm not just talking about like ten dollars in a pack of fruit striped gum um, it would have to be like, like hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Um, what if it was a hostage situation and the only way that you could save hundreds of people was by blowing Nicolas Cage? Depends. It depends on who the people are. I mean, the, the, in that group of people, there could be like a bunch of pedophiles, you know, I don't know. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I don't know. Just random people like... At a mall or something. Someone's threatening to blow up a mall unless you blew Nicolas Cage. Uh, that would be a tough decision. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. That would be a tough decision. I mean, <laughs> I'm even hard-pressed to make that decision, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, you would think it would be one of those no-brainers. But it's but... not that simple, you know? Like... No, it's not. Like, I, could you imagine how terrifying it would be to give Nicolas Cage a blowjob? Like, you don't know how that dude's going to react in literally any situation. Well, not for me. It would be terrifying to give anybody a fucking <laughs> blowjob. And <laughs> <laughs> not exactly something I would be looking forward to, <laughs> you know? But you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. I don't know what the equivalency would be. Like, who's the female equivalency of Nicolas Cage? Oof. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, because she's just all... She's... She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, see, I don't know. But see, the thing about Aubrey Plaza, though, is... All right, Nicolas Cage goes crazy and does all these crazy things in films, you know? But, like, when he's doing his interviews and stuff, he's just fucking Nicolas Cage, you know? Like, he's just... He talks about it, doesn't get too fucking... It's not like Tom Cruise jumping on the couch and breaking Oprah Winfrey's hands. Um, <laughs> but Aubrey Plaza, on the other hand, she's unpredictable. You don't know if you're going to get serious or, or what with her when 
she's out in public doing that type of stuff. And I feel like it would be the same way. Would you not be terrified to go down on her then? Like, hypothetically, obviously. I would be terrified and excited all at the same time because I fucking love you, Aubrey Plaza. Just putting that out there. My God. But, yeah, no, I would be terrified because, like, I don't know. Like, again, that's You just don't my... know what's going to happen. You don't, because I don't, don't know, know. If, I, if I'm going to get a normal human being or if she's okay, going to so be fucking weird. Nicholas Cage getting blown by somebody else, okay? Some random woman in a porn. Those crazy eyes. Like, from Face Off. That's you, like, you would need to watch that. It'd be like staring into the sun, because you would have to watch that just to see what the fuck happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's different. Now, if I had to watch that to save a mall full of people, fuck yeah, let's save some people. <laughs> you, know? you would watch that regardless. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not denying that. Because now I'm picturing the scene of fucking Face Off when <laughs> he's proven that, you know, he's playing... John Travolta is playing... Nicholas Cage and he does like this crazy look and smile like that's what I'm picturing interesting like go back and watch the movie you'll you'll know the scene as soon as it comes up and you will die laughing because now that will be in your brain I will put that on my to-do list okay now it actually is time to wrap it up <laughs> time to wrap it up and that is good advice to give on many different levels. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, thank you, everybody, for hanging out, as always. Thank you, Minnie. Thank you, Nazum. And thank you, Kesey. And thank you guys for being awesome. I fucking love you. Love you, too, buddy. buddy. Love you, guys. Love you, too. Love you, Nazum. Love you, Kesey. Love you, too, Minnie. And that's going to be love it Nizum. for us. Love you, Kesey. Er and he's done and as far as arguments over whether or not Nicolas Cage is fucking amazing I'm all set thank you and have a good night